Katie, welcome to Boss. Thank you. It's so fun to be here. Boss is my amazing executive interview series on LinkedIn. I get to interview my incredible network and friends to help others learn, network, and pay it forward. I always consider myself a teacher. I, I started my career as a teacher. I taught 10th grade geometry. So I think that's kind of a common thread. I'm the CEO and founder of Hire People. And so we help companies recruit, reskill, and retain talent. We are an agency that works with all types of companies, primarily ed tech companies, though. And then in addition to that, I live in California. Uh, I'm engaged. I have two dogs. And yeah, lot, lots of fun stuff. So very, very busy these days with wedding planning. Oh, I love it. And how do we know each other? We worked together at General Assembly. You were on the sales side. I was on the delivery side. So we worked very closely together. Uh, with Bloomberg, that was a, a major kind of opportunity to help train people in data. It was so fun. I I love so many of my jobs, but I also found that just like being at uh, a startup at that stage in its company journey was super exciting. And the big problems that we were solving was also just such like a thrilling experience that's hard to recreate. And we're all still in touch or a lot of us are still in touch. Yeah, I just got to see like 20 of us at ASU GSV and it feels like a family, right? It's people that one, we all had, I think this just exceptional career experience together. And we got to really kind of see each other grow up in a way, but also like be a part of this wild, wild west ride. Um, and so just every time I see anybody from General Assembly, it really feels like I'm like, coming home and I'm with my people and it's just some of the smartest people that I know as well. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's a successful startup growth scale acquisition story. And I know prior to you founding your current startup, you had another successful kind of growth story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was super fun. Got to raise series A with a turn of another startup. Um, it was $10 million series A and they're, they're crushing it as well right now. Still very close friends with Adele, who's the CEO. Um, so yeah, it's so like startups are always so wild because when you're in them, you're like this, it, it just feels, you know, like it's intense and it's, you know, in a lot of ways chaotic, but also like beautiful and you get to like make everything yourselves and then to kind of be on the other side of it and be like, wow, like we actually really did know what we were doing and see it like come to fruition and hear the stories being like, wow, that, that worked so, so well. How did you get to where you are now? You talked a little bit about kind of teaching in the beginning, but like, yep. where did that, where did that drive? Where did that boss network, that brain trust kind of come from? So third grade, my, my parents worked downtown Los Angeles. They were in the fashion industry. So they wanted me close by. So I went to a, a low income elementary school. And in the third grade, 20 students were given a full ride to college. Um, so starting as early as I can remember, I was told you're going to go to college, you're going to do great things, you have to work really hard, you have to cultivate your network. And I think that kind of stayed with me throughout my entire life. Um, and then I did Teach for America, that's highly network driven, right? So I kind of joined a lot of groups that I would say like naturally came with a network, which I think was a huge perk. And now to date, like when I do my LinkedIn trainings, I talk about like, identifying like who are your people right like identifying the people that will open doors for you that will be there for you and I still go back to those teach for America people um after that I went to Pearson and then General Assembly and you know I always tell people like GA was kind of my first foray in, in talent right and kind of the talent world and there I was doing major massive reskilling initiatives but I had this kind of light bulb moment where I realized that 
when it comes to learning and development, it tends to exist in silos and within the L&D department or you know, even in these massive organizations, you and I would be having conversations with companies and we'd be talking about, well, should we be hiring or should we be training or should we be retaining teams? And so I realized I was really kind of interested in a more kind of full 360 approach to doing some of these things. So then I went into executive ed tech recruiting, same thing in recruiting. Uh, recruiting people are like, hey, we should have hired this role six months ago. Can you fill this role for us by tomorrow? Um, and so again, kind of realized it was it was a little a little backwards in how we think about things. So started hire people to help companies strategically recruit, reskill, and retain. What are those biggest things that you're seeing in the space right now, especially with this you know most recent wave of both tech and startup layoffs, um, and, and to be quite frank, layoffs across the board. It seems like every day now we work primarily with ed tech companies, and when I break down kind of the three buckets of companies we usually work with, it's K twelve, higher ed, and then like the upskill reskilling space. So out of those three, I would say right now upskilling is doing the best. Like workforce development, a lot of people go back to school amidst a layoff. Um, a lot of people are are still kind of raising, doing really well. Higher ed definitely feels like it's taken a dip um, and the OPM world feels like it's taken a dip. And then I would say like K-12, I always tell people it's pretty stable and static. Like it's never like super high growth and never super low because there is a lot of bureaucracy to break in. Um, but what I always tell job seekers, essentially people are hiring. There are a lot of layoffs, that is true. And when you think about the market, really kind of what happened was around last year, this time, we were hiring more than I've ever hired. So I quit my job back in February from January to, I would say like April, May was the busiest I've ever seen recruiting. Like we couldn't hire fast enough. Everybody was growing. Everybody just raised around. Around the summer, we did start to see that dip towards the end of the year. It kind of organically always slows down um, just because, you know, essentially towards the end of the year, budgets usually get tighter. Um, and then we are still seeing people being really mindful. So people are hiring now again, but they're being more strategic. And that's same with fundraising, that's same with investing, right? In terms of like companies are, are still raising, investors are still funding, but they're being a lot smarter of who they invest in. And I think that's smart. I think it's gonna, it's gonna even out the market. And I also think that, you know, when you think about the companies who are gonna make it and do well, they they are ones who've been able to kind of stand the 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 kind of shifts and the market turns, they're more on a pathway to profitability. Um, so the finances are making a little bit more sense and maybe some of the things in the past. So it is, it's definitely taking a turn. It definitely, there's challenges with layoffs. There's a lot of big companies who have done a lot of big layoffs, uh, but a lot of companies are still hiring, are still growing. And especially in the ed tech space, we're, we're still pretty busy. I know that you are part of Hire Women Week. That's how I found about it the other week. Like, what advice would you give people right now? Yeah, leverage your network. I mean, you know, when it comes to inbound applications, unfortunately, ATS systems are pretty boat broken and they're hard to get through, right? It's an algorithm and you kind of have to play to the algorithm. And, and, even and what is ATS for somebody who doesn't yeah, know? That? Yeah, it's an applicant tracking system. So at your company or at a company you've been at, you might see pools like Bamboo or Greenhouse or Luxo or kind of all of the different tools that companies will use to track inbound applicants when they come to their website. And you can, you can, when you go to their website and you go to their careers page, 
the ATS system is the one that's tracking your, your applications as they come in. And so unfortunately, ATS systems are pretty broken and there's just a lot of noise in them. So it's very, very difficult to stand out by just submitting an application. So really what I recommend is leverage your network first. So if you have people at companies that you're really interested, that's great. Um, there's actually a recent study that your kind of your second degree of connections are the most helpful. So it's sometimes like going to, to me to go to you, it wouldn't actually make as much sense, but being like, Hey, Allie, I see you have a friend that works at Nike. I'm really interested in working at Nike. Like, would you mind putting me in touch with them? Those actually, for some reason, tend to pan out a little bit more. Um, if you don't have connections, you can use the all filters tool on LinkedIn to find all types of people who have things in common with you. So as I mentioned, I literally look for past Teach for America employees. I look for past Pearson employees. I look for past General Assembly employees. Because people who have done similar work that I've done or worked at the same company are more likely to respond. I also look for people who went to my college. That's a really big one. I look for people who are located in the same city as me that might want to grab coffee, especially for me, a woman entrepreneur. Um, and you do kind of have to send a connect request with a message that's short and captivating and then typically follow up. So I always tell people the networking game is it's sales and it is cold outreach and you have to kind of work a funnel and you have to be okay sending out a lot of connections and a lot of messages um, and know that a lot of those aren't going to come back. But, you know, one of those hopefully will be somebody who will help you. I love that. Thank you for like founder business development 101 networking. Uh, that was kind cool. of a crash course that I think everyone should watch. And hopefully I can keep that entire piece in um, in this boss episode because I thought that was really, really great. What are your predictions for the future? So I just got back from ASU GSV and everything was about AI. So that is very top of mind. And I knew it was cool. I knew it was advanced with what it could do. But I think being at ASU GSV and really seeing the technology it just made me realize like, this is the internet. Like this is as big as the internet. This is as big as like the next kind of big tech that's coming out and it's completely going to change the game. So I believe that like, you know, engineers are going to have different jobs. Marketers are going to have different jobs. Like all of us will have to incorporate AI somehow into what we're doing. Um, and if you're not thinking about that, I think you're already behind. One thing you'll commit to do in 2023 to help pay it forward. Uh, women in pay negotiation. So I'm really big about being super honest about salaries and knowing exactly how much people are getting paid, not just base salary, but equity and kind of the entire package. Uh, so I'll continue to be brutally honest about that. Finally, anything else that you want to say or share with me to close out this amazing LinkedIn boss interview? Um, you know, I'm just so grateful for, for again, my network and the people that have been in it. And I think that's been really purposely cultivated to your point, right? I've stayed in touch with people and I have incredible people in my network who have, have really helped me out. And I think that that's, what's been able to make me successful in my career. And so like, don't be afraid to make asks. I know some people can feel really uncomfortable going to their network and asking like, Hey, I'm starting my own thing. Can you help? Or I would love to work with your, you and your company. Um, those people want to help you, especially if you've been somebody who's been in their life and they respect and they really appreciate. And so I've been really fortunate that I have a great network and I've been able to go to those people, but I know a lot of people are sometimes afraid to make the ass. And I think I, um, am not. And so that's, that's really helped me in my career. I love that. I love it so much. Um, Same with you, Allie, you're like, you're, you're the exact same way. And like you, 
you know who's being a mover and shaker, you know that you can like reach out to them. And I think that's like, that's huge. Yeah. Networking is kind of like a secret superpower, uh, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. This has been so much fun. We need to catch up in real life. But for now, um, thank you everyone for watching, sharing, commenting, uh, and supporting Boss uh, and all of these amazing people that I'm interviewing, as well as everything that you're able to do from these interviews. So thank you all. Bye, Katie. Thanks, Allie.